You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron Dietrich here in the Caldwell Anchor Roof One Realty Studio in beautiful West Merrill, alongside from the Washita Citizen. Jake Martin. What's up, Jake? What's going on? How we doing? Good. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Thanks for sharing a portion of your Monday with us. We got a lot to discuss over the course of the next two hours. I came in all fired up, all dressed up, ready to rock and roll this morning. Thought we were going to take another glamour shot. Jake shows up in basically his workout attire again. So there will be no pictures. And then, of course, I get dressed up because I thought there was a press conference at 10 o'clock. That's why you got And then up. Jake informs me, no, it's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. By the way, Aaron is wearing a dress shirt that is a, of camo blue. Not that there's anything wrong with camo. Not that there's anything wrong with camo. I didn't put two and two together. But, but yeah. he, the problem I have with this, I said, oh, you're wearing blue camo. And you said, no, I'm not. I had to literally Google blue camo and show him what he was wearing. <laughs> Oh, I guess it is camo. So anyway. Uh, so you're not a fan of it? Uh, It's an interesting choice. It's brand new. Anytime you take camo and apply it to something dressy, it's an interesting choice. You put it on Facebook. We'll put it up to the listeners out there. Okay, we'll yeah, do that. Yeah. I think it's nuts. <laughs> okay. Right, special occasion day. Thought we were going to another Bayou Jam presser, and then, of course, realize it's tomorrow. Well, that's Great. just like you. Always early. Yeah, that's right. 888-993-7762 to Darren Moody. State from hotline slash text line. Find out how to save money on home and auto insurance by stopping by and visiting with Darren on 18th Street in Monroe. Plenty to discuss before we get to our star-studded guest list this morning. An eventful weekend, to say the least. Yeah, I we should have talked about this before the show. I don't know how you want to do this because we've got so many things to talk about. We really do. Like, I'm worried about how we'll cram all of this into a two-hour show. Mm. Um, so I think we need to start with the NFL, and of course, uh, there were some significant injuries locally for some of our guys, and a major cut also. I think we need to start with uh, Xavier Woods has a hamstring strain. Now the Cowboys are reporting that the former West Monroe Louisiana Tech standout is doubtful for Week One. Xavier has really been turning heads. Was projected as the starting safety for the Cowboys. Of course, this will slow his progress down a bit. Yeah, you hate to see that. And then, of course, in Buffalo, we've talked so much about how cool it was for Kyle Williams to come back to see how all these people appreciate him. And then the the, the one place you really hate to see get injured the most, the knee. Anytime you see any type of knee injury, you're always concerned. Uh, Apparently it's it's week-to-week with Kyle Williams right now, but he did suffer a knee injury. Uh, in the Bills preseason game. Will not require surgery. That is the good news. But as Jake said, now uh, they're going to take it day to day, day by day, week by week, see when Kyle can get back on the field. So we mentioned it Friday. Martez Carter, and I said it Friday, can never take it away from him. He right. led an NFL preseason game, the Redskins, in rushing. Talk about the highs and lows of the NFL, though. He gets cut on Sunday. It's the nature of the beast. I hate to say that, but uh, – it, it was weird because, like, we were so celebratory of him that Friday. We were so pumped for him. thought it was such a cool story. And then, what was it, a day later, you see the news that, man, he got the axe. And that's part of it. I mean, but the Redskins now have, what, three running backs. They haven't even gotten another running back yet. So you're just kind of going, ah. Well, that could all change today. Uh, Adrian Peterson is uh – reportedly going to be in camp or at least get a tryout with him. They went Jamal Charles route yesterday. Yeah. They have three healthy backs right now. For Martez, they ruled it an injury designation. Basically, they cut him. They said he was injured, but they did not say why, and it certainly did not appear that he was hurt in the game on Thursday. But as we've seen time and time again, this doesn't mean it's the end of the road for Martez Carter. You know, We've seen so many players get cut before and then find their way onto another uh, another squad. So hopefully that can be the case for Martez Carr. Hopefully he can heal up and uh, get his name back in the hat. Redskins are down to three healthy running backs. You mentioned, of course, uh, the opportunity for Peterson to come in and try to uh, impress Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden says, though, they are not looking for a starter as that job belongs to Rob Kelly. What kind of ego check would that be for Adrian Peterson? <laughs> um, I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer, sir. I think I can beat this guy out. Give me a shot. Uh, Peterson told uh, 
ESPN. I fly in tonight. I'm going down there to work out or whatever, and I have to do whatever I have to do to make the team. That go. that reminded me, uh, a reporter at a Big Three conference. Yes, Big Three has press conferences. Uh, <laughs> someone someone asked Stephen Jackson, could Kobe cut it in the Big Three? I don't know if you've seen the video, Aaron. You need to look it up on Twitter. Stephen Jackson had a priceless reaction. They were all laughing at the reporter and pointing at him saying, you don't think Kobe Bryant could make it in this league? You're talking about one of the greatest players ever. That just reminded me of that. Uh, it was ugly if you sat through it. I don't know why you would have. Uh, the Saints, of course, lose to the Cardinals on Friday night. Yeah. That was Chase on Hill, the future of the Saints? Uh, pump the brakes. Um, I, here are my takeaways from that game. It was bad. But uh, I think you have to start <clears throat> with Cam Meredith because – his little, you know, the ball going through his hands and it resulted in an interception, that started the slide. Like, that started this offensive um, just collapse. I mean, you saw, you saw before that the Saints were gashing the Cardinals. The offensive line was creating some big holes for all the backs. And then that play happens, and like I said, you got the down, downward slide. That's why Sean Payton was so upset about the receivers because not only that, but Ted Ginn apparently ran a few of the wrong routes. Uh, which so Hill had four first-half turnovers, but you could say two of those were the responsibility of the wide receivers. That said, you can't fumble it twice, man. You cannot fumble the football twice. I was getting <laughs> – this is going to sound funny, but I was getting flashbacks to Aaron Brooks. I was like, look, I mean, Aaron, the way Aaron Brooks turned the football over for the Saints, and Aaron Brooks still had that explosiveness that Taysom Hill hasn't showed yet. So – you know, it's kind of you saw a lot of the bad parts of Aaron Brooks in that game from Taysom Hill, and I'm just like, Ugh. you know, and he's he's got he needs more time. He's not ready yet. He's not ready to be the number two guy. Makes me glad they did get Savage, and that Savage can't be the number two. I never thought man, I'd say that before, this. right? Man, what a hypocrite! What? Literally three weeks ago, Tom Savage, we know what he's all about, and now we're like, ooh, glad we have Tom we Savage on the bench. At least, I mean, it's a step up from Taysom Hill at this point in the, in the game, is he not? Yeah. He went uh, six for seven for 53 yards there in the second half. <laughs> Ty says, I'm starting to start, I'm trying to start the week off right. Why would you bring up Aaron Brooks? Yes. I apologize. <laughs> but that's what I was thinking of. I was like, man, this reminds me of the old days with Aaron Brooks. Mm. Turning the football over like this. Saints D looked a little better there in the first half and also uh, our Boston Scott, three kickoff returns, averaged about 29 yards. Boston, the sixth-round draft pick out of Louisiana Tech, continues to try to make a bid to make this team. Yeah, and uh, he had a nice – he finished one of his runs running somebody over. I know the guy, like, fell down and popped back up, but he still, uh, you know, put his shoulder into him and put him on the ground. I thought that was cool. Um, Jonathan Williams looked really good again, too. I, I thought he kind of – I feel like he's established himself as the next guy up after Kamara and Ingram. He's, on, he's, he's done that in every game, so – yeah, uh, there were some positives in this game. You you buried the lead once again. Jesse Hernandez made his debut as the Saints sensation. You want to go there? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should move on before we get in trouble. Uh, any other NFL news or notes that I didn't know? Your boy, uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, not as strong in his second preseason game. Uh, it was game. fine. It was fine. There are a lot of NFL. Oh, Josh Gordon is going to be returning to yeah. the Cleveland Browns. Made for TV, made for Hard Knocks. That's right. Tune in to Hard Knocks for that. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, um, yeah we can get into more. There's some more NFL stuff to touch on, but we've yet to get to the college game. Okay, LSU, uh, Ed Orgeron's horrible month continues to roll along. So if you haven't heard, um, the latest and is that Drake Davis, wide receiver, from IMG, uh, who, by the way, is still yet to reach his potential – um, anyway, he is now suspended and definitely suspended because he, he's gone. Uh, he well, he's gone. well, hold on. Let me give you the facts. Or all right, he allegedly punched his girlfriend, ripped an earring from her ear, and sent a text message that read, "I might kill you." But since then, since that news came out, uh, it's a little tricky because Davis's attorney, Marcy Blay, said that her client's accuser provided a statement retracting the allegations. So now it's like, you know, now you're starting to get into the weeds a little bit. But if any of that is true, yes, he is so gone. He's off the team, and he deserves to be off the team. But, uh, you know, 
in a week's time, Aaron, mm-hmm. you've had this situation with Drake Davis. You've had the Tyler Taylor situation. You had the quarterbacks that transferred. Mm-hmm. You had Ed Ingram who, who who left fall camp. For now, we've learned that it's a legal issue, and we haven't gotten much more information than that. But Ed Orange just said it's a legal matter. He can't comment on it. So, yeah, it, it, what was once a quiet summer for mm-hmm. LSU has now turned into one of the wackier summers we've seen. And trust me, LSU's had some wacky summers. And then, of course, they had the scrimmage on Saturday. And as you would expect, this defense is going to be ahead of the O. But what it means for your quarterback battle is statistics weren't exactly uh, uh, flashy th- by Burrow or Miles Brennan. We'll get into that later because I hate how people just run with these statistics mm. and overreact. Orgeron said there was a number of drop passes also that did not help the quarterback statistics. Jonathan Giles didn't play either. Justin Jefferson was limited. So Jake will defend uh, Joe Burrow and Miles Brennan coming up later <laughs> in the show. What is new? Yeah, whatever. Uh, where else you want to go? Urban Meyer, we continue to wait. Of course, the 14 days that they said they would do this investigation and have it wrapped up. We are past now 14 days. <sighs> Imagine that. You mean to tell me that you can't put a cap on an investigation? Yeah, not no surprise here. And then, of course, the uh, other things that were revealed this weekend. Yeah, um, how do we discuss this? Some uh, Zach Smith uh, had some things uh, shipped to the Ohio State Athletic Complex, and uh-huh. sex toys and other things. So yeah, and he it just muddies the water a little bit. Took more. some photos, even at the White House. Yeah. yeah. What you'd expect from a guy like Zach Smith, I guess. Here's your Houston Astros update because we are your home for the Houston Astros. They take care of business versus the A's 9-4, to but they end up losing the series to Oakland. So they have a one-game lead in the division over the A's. They are now 75-49 and for the year. There is your Houston Astros update. Oh, but before they won, though, they had lost 7 of 8. So, yeah, they have been pretty, pretty bad since the All-Star break. Big news on Friday. Johnny Robinson, of course, uh, getting an important call from the NFL. Yes, uh, he has been voted in as the senior uh, representative of next year's uh, 2019 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. He now has to get approved by a 48-man board, which is, you know, that's usually, uh, it's very rare that that, that they don't vote someone in. So it looks very, very good that Johnny Robinson will be a 2019 Hall of Famer, much deserved for the former Kansas City Chief. Recently, you spent an entire afternoon with him. Can you only imagine what this news was like for him? I, I, I know it was great. You know, I got to speak with uh, his stepson about it um, after, after you know, the, the news came out. And uh, while I was on the phone with him, he was telling me that uh, Johnny Robinson was on the phone with former players. His phone just kept ringing. All the former players kept calling him and, and, and congratulating him because they felt it was an, an honor that was – well past due. I think we all felt that way. So good for Johnny Robinson. Glad that he will be immortalized in Canton. Here, uh, those are a few headlines. If we missed one or two, certainly hit us up at 888-993-7762. It's all part of the starting lineup brought to you by Louisiana Pain Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. It was a uh, busy Saturday with a number of uh, scrimmages in the college ranks. Out at Louisiana Tech, they had the Fan Day and I morning scrimmage. Ben Carlisle from Bleed Tech Blue will join us in the next segment. We also have sound from uh, Coach O on their scrimmage, also from Coach Viator and the Warhawks. They had a big scrimmage, and they had a nice event down in West Monroe. Big day for them. And, of course, Grambling also had a scrimmage on Saturday. College football wrap-up coming up later in the show. It starts with Ben in the next segment. At 7.30, our high school football previews continue. Bo Barton will join us from Prairie View. Also a big weekend for the Bartons as uh, another one of his sons has committed to play for ULM. So it will be two Bartons on the ULM pitching staff next year. Bo Barton at 7.30 at 8 o'clock. We look forward to, of course, the Eddie Robinson Classic this weekend over in Grambling along with the Bayou Jam. Faraday's Stanley Smith will join us at 8 o'clock as his Trojans get ready to participate in the event out at Grambling. The voice of the Warhawks, Nick White, will join us for his weekly visit at 8.30. Plus, we've got a ton to discuss. An anonymous coach calling Nick Saban overrated? Ah. Let's get into that. Nick Saban lecturing the media once again? (laughs) We love that also. And is the NFL, so far watching these preseason games, 
Has it bothered you, the flags that you've seen regarding the hits? There have been some big-time questionable hits. We'll get into that conversation later on as well. And, of course, you can be a part of this show by hitting us up at 888-993-7762 or even on Facebook now. Yeah, we got a Facebook page, The Morning Drive with Aaron Dietrich and Jake Martin. Plus, we're on Twitter at Morning Drive 977. We're off and running on this Monday morning. We're back after this with Ben Carlisle. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit RonnieWardToyotaOfRuston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Once again, it's on. Team Up Sports Consulting is bringing you the Eddie G. Robinson High School Football Classic Jamboree 4. Presented by Creed and Creed. Serious attorneys for serious injury. The Eddie G. Robinson High School Football Classic Jamboree. Saturday, August 25th in the Robinson Memorial Stadium on the campus of Grambling State University. In its fourth year, Team Up Sports Consulting is bringing another exciting day of hard-hitting football action. Guess who's back from South Louisiana? The Northwest High Raiders are coming to put a beat down on the Faraday Trojans for game three. Not up in here. And the rematch everybody's been waiting for from 2015. The high-flying eagles of Evangel Christian Academy are back to put it down on the rough and rugged Union Parish Farmers of Farmerville. It's going to be on at the Jamboree this year. You can get your Jamboree tickets at each of the participating schools now. Check out more details at egrobinsonclassic.com. Our Facebook page at Eddie G. Robinson Classic. Hooks Marina presents the Caney Lake High School Fishing Tournament Saturday, September 15th. The entry fee is $80 per two-person team of high school students. Get a sign-up form at Toledo Tackle or Hooks Marina. The first 50 teams to sign up qualify for a $200 gift card. There'll be door prizes given away too. The National Guard will be at the marina all day on Saturday with activities and toys for the kids. Hooks Marina, the Louisiana National Guard, and Hooters want to invite everyone to attend. That's the Caney Lake High School Fishing Tournament Saturday, September 15th. Check them out on Facebook at Hooks Marina on Caney Lake. Hi, Kevin from HiTech. The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have checklists on our website at solutionsbyhitech.com or find us on Facebook. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the show. Today's Louisiana Tech Report brought to you by Legacy Rehab. They offer physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for many of our local healthcare facilities, whether it's sports medicine, pediatrics, or chronic pain management. Legacy covers it all. Serving locations in Rustin, Monroe, Bassett, Farmerville, Bernice, Menden, and South Arkansas. Call 255-5980 for more information. Now join us on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline is our buddy from Bleed Tech Blue, Ben Carlisle. Ben, how you doing this morning, bud? Mr. Carlisle, Ben, how you doing this morning? All right, we don't have Ben right now. We'll get him here in a second. Uh, they had a scrimmage out at Louisiana Tech on Saturday, and then, of course, uh, the fan fest following that. A couple of things really stood out from the scrimmage, of course, uh, one being uh, the defense certainly looked good and was uh, mm-hmm. probably farther ahead. Where had they had the, the one, won the majority of the opportunities against the O. Jalen Ferguson, much to talk about him, of course, this year. Can he get back to the form that he showed as a sophomore uh, he looked the part early on. He was all over the place. Yeah, had three sacks in that scrimmage. And, and look, we've been talking a lot this summer about don't forget about Jalen Ferguson. I feel like most people have just because of what happened last year. But didn't surprise me to see that success. All right, take two. It's a good thing this show isn't live. Ben Carlisle joins us from the Darren Moody State on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline. Ben, how you doing this morning, bud? Ben, you there? All right, two swings. <laughs> You got one more. <laughs> you got one more. Yeah, we talked about Jalen, of course. The the fact that he, you know, 
he came in heavy last year, and he, then he said his weight fluctuated. He was happy that he lost 20 pounds. It was somewhere around 216. We felt very confident he'd be playing there and could be a major force. And early on, he was certainly that in the scrimmage. Yeah. Um, like I said, it doesn't surprise me. I really do feel like he'll be the – it's hard to call him a breakout player because he's already broken out. Yeah. And most people do know him. He's going to be a high draft pick. But I, I do feel like most people, when they're previewing Louisiana Tech, he's not the first guy they mention. And I feel like he deserves to be the first guy you mentioned when you talk about why Tech will be good this year. So I think he'll remind people very quickly just how good he is. Uh, the other thing that stood out to me, uh, Dancy did not participate in the scrimmage, of course, that allowed others an opportunity to kind of show their stuff. Uh, the Henderson kid uh, from uh, Community College looked uh, very good. Justin Henderson, he had a pair of touchdown runs in it. You know, Weston Elliott, we don't talk a lot about him as a backup quarterback behind Jamar Smith, but he continues to make plays and he continues to develop. He looked good. He had a long pass play to a Jake Norris, yeah. formerly out of West Monroe. Jake continues to do some things. That is good to see. So just a couple players that stood out. I was going to bring up Jake Norris getting that 40-yard uh, touchdown. Very cool to see, um, you know, former West Monroe Rebel uh, getting out there and making some plays. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, you do need to mention the backup quarterbacks because – you never know what's going to happen. You know, an injury could happen with Jamar, or Jamar could struggle, and and maybe the backups perform well enough to say, you know what, let's let's try to shake it up a bit. So you always, it's always good to see backup quarterbacks performing well. Mm. Uh, they'll continue, of course, uh, to get ready for that uh, that season opener versus South Alabama. Uh, I was trying to think a couple other things. Alfred Smith made a nice grab, a nice juke, turned into a great run. Talk about this receiving core that is pretty deep. Uh, Jamar certainly had his moments again. There was nothing extremely flashy. Then, of course, you take out the fact that quarterbacks can't get hit. And then there was a couple quarterback draws, a couple of scrambles that he made. You, you, you don't know how far they would have went if they would have been going truly live action. Yeah. Uh, how did you think Israel Tucker looked? He's a guy that yeah. I've kind of circled, and, and I think he's going to have a pretty good year, too, for, for Tech. Yeah, nothing really stood out. I know he had a couple of carries, but – Offensively, it just felt like the defense was controlling a majority of the script. Oh, no. Let's overreact to yeah. that. That's what happens. It's preseason. That's what happens. The defense gets it quicker, man. Um, but, my goodness, if you read reports about it, fans go, oh, my gosh. Especially if it's LSU because, you know, the, the way that the offense has struggled in the past, anytime they read that the defense is on the offense, they, they panic. But, uh just this is the way it goes in preseason man um is there was there one player that you saw that and i know you, you didn't get a whole lot of time to watch but was there one player that you said man he looks much improved from last year mm, well jalen obviously uh then they had the linebacker connor smith i believe his name a uh, connor taylor uh, the junior college transfer he made several plays back there also yeah he was the guy that really stood out yeah. to you and then Amik, you know, they, they tried to throw towards Amik's side a couple times, and they completed one pass on him. They tried to go deep against him. Amik, just the way he carries himself, yeah. you can just tell he's uh -huh. just a player out there. Superstar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, that's, you know, the, the, that's the way that the great ones carry themselves. Um, yeah, I, I just think I, I'm just ready for live action, man. I'm ready for, for them to play someone else. I'm ready for that South Alabama game. Um because I'm, I'm, I'm at the point where I, I love talking about football. I can talk about it every day. But it's like I'm almost exhausted talking about um, previewing these things. It's like I need to see what they look like against someone in different colors. Thankfully, we have less than two weeks to go. All right, let's try one more time. Uh, ben Carlisle, I believe, joins us on the uh, Darren Moody State from Hotline. Ben, you there? Yeah, I'm here. How y'all doing? Oh, good, bud. See, two strikes. I knew we would connect in the third <laughs> pitch. Hey, bud, we were just talking about overall impressions from Saturday. Uh, what caught your attention the most? Yeah, I think for the most part, the biggest thing that stuck out to me from Louisiana Tech scrimmage on Saturday was the play of the defensive line. Um, you know, for a lot of the scrimmage, uh, the ones went, went against the twos, uh, when you look at it both offensively and defensively. I thought Jalen Ferguson uh, had one of the most dominating days I've seen him have in a long time. I think he had three sacks. Uh, he probably had two or three more tackles for loss. Uh, but all in all, it was a good good day of work for Louisiana Tech, less than two weeks away from the start of the season, and uh, the defense certainly looks ready to play. 
Uh, I mentioned the fact that Dancy did not participate in the scrimmage. I gave others opportunities like uh, Henderson. He made uh, the most of it. Nice two uh, great carries for touchdowns. Yeah, Justin Henderson had a really good day, and he, he's really progressing through camp. You know, when camp started around three weeks ago, I think today's practice number 15, you could tell he was a little behind. He hadn't uh, been in the offense for very long, but uh, he's starting to catch up. I think unofficially he had around seven carries for 72 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Israel Tucker also had a nice day on the ground, and I think Cam McKnight added 60 yards as well on 12 carries. So even with Dancy being out, hopefully he's back for the opener, but uh, Tech should be fine at running back with those three. I know Coach Holtz has really, really been impressed with the play of both Israel Tucker and Justin Henderson uh, in the weeks leading up to the season opener. Uh, we talked defensively, and you mentioned uh, Jalen Ferguson. What about the linebacker, uh, Connor Taylor? He certainly stands out with the, the flowing locks outside of his helmet. He certainly seems like he continues to make some plays. Oh, yeah, and he's so much fun to watch. When you watch it, when you go back to the spring, and we've talked about this a couple of times, he just seemed like he was a step slow, kind of just trying to pick up the offense. But fast forward to fall camp, I think he's down around 15, 20 pounds. He's just flying sideline to sideline. And I think he's really going to be the emotional leader of this defense. He just – he plays with that Amik Robertson-like fire on nearly every play, pulling for his teammates when he's not on the field. And then when he is on the field, he, he's really good at finding the football and getting the ball carrier down. So I think he's going to be uh, one of the better players on this Tech defense, a linebacking core that's you know, really struggled for the past couple of years. I think they're going to see a, a jolt of energy provided by him. And uh, you know, we could see 90 to 100 tackles before things are all said and done this season. Ben, I asked Aaron this. Is there one player that you see that, that you feel has improved the most from last year? I, I don't know if I would look to one player, but I just look at the offense as a whole. You know, last year you go back and you're breaking in a new quarterback. You had a plethora of receivers that hadn't played a whole lot. You had an offensive line that seemed to, you know, break in a new guy each week along the front. I think this year uh, it's very evident, especially at receiver. Those guys are a year older when you talk about guys like Adrian Hardy. You talk about Rashid Bonnet. Uh, Alfred Smith uh, is coming off an ACL injury. He might have had the best camp of any receiver so far. He had a really good day on Saturday. Uh, and then you throw in guys like a Smoke Harris, who's clearly proven he's ready for the collegiate game. He's going to make an impact, uh, whether it's in punt return or just getting him in space. So overall, if I was looking at position group, I would say the receivers have really stood out and just, you know, really mature and catching the football better. And I think in turn, uh, that's going to allow Jamar Smith to feel much more comfortable, uh, be able to get into his playmakers' hands and, and respect, you know, the fans will be able to uh, appreciate Jamar Smith a whole lot more this season. What about uh, Weston Elliott at quarterback? He certainly made some plays the other day. Yeah, I, I'm really impressed with what Weston did. You look at when he came in last year, right before fall camp as a walk-on, you know, didn't have any experience in the offense. I think that goes a long way in why skipping him didn't give him a real chance at running the offense last year just because he was so raw and not having been in it a long time. And you look at now, he's so much more comfortable. Uh, I think, he, you know, when he, you give him time to throw, he's not the most mobile guy, but when you give him time to throw, he's going to make plays. And he's made plays all of fall camp, which – it leads me to believe that, you know, Skip and offensive coordinator Todd Fitch are going to have a whole lot more confidence in allowing Jamar to be more of a part of the run game at quarterback because they know that they have a competent backup, a guy that can come in and lead the offense, uh, you know, maybe three or four games if they need him to. But I've been really impressed with the play of Elliott. He's certainly a leader when he's out there on the field as well. Ben, a uh, big week for you guys. I know you're getting ready to kick off uh, your show tomorrow night. Yep, Blue Tech Blue Radio, we get going tomorrow night. Uh, Boston Scott's going to join us, a uh, former Tech running back, current running back in the New Orleans Saints. Skip Holtz is going to join us. Uh, should be a fun time. Uh, Blue Tech Blue Radio every Tuesday night this fall as uh, we cover all things uh, Louisiana Tech athletics. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate it, bud. You all have a good one. Thank you. Uh, later in the show, you'll hear from uh, Skip Holtz and uh, Jamar and uh, Jalen Ferguson. Aaron, I know we're up against the break. Real quick. Can you take a guess as to what Urban Meyer has made on his 19 days of administrative leave? Uh, $184,000. Try $395,000. <laughs> yeah, well, where has he been, too? Just hanging out at home? Uh, yeah. yeah. Battling those chest pains. Yes. Yeah.
Let's take a time out. 888-993-7762. Coming up next, we'll catch up with our old buddy, Bo Bart, after the break. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Nothing's uglier than oil stains and tire marks on a carport or driveway. Unless, of course, it's old broken gutters dripping gunk all over the house. Well, Bayou Overhead Door can fix both those problems. Along with installing reliable garage doors, Bayou Overhead Door specializes in beautiful floor coverings for your patio, garage, pool deck, or driveway. These durable floor coverings are installed in just a day and are four times stronger than epoxy. Easy to clean and long-lasting with a 15-year warranty. And for pool decks, they reflect heat so they stay cooler. For those worn-out gutters, Bayou installs seamless gutters, available in all colors and fabricated on-site with state-of-the-art equipment to ensure a custom fit on your home. No more ugly tire marks and oil stains. No more leaking broken gutters. A beautiful home starts with a call to Bayou Overhead Door, 322-1090, or visit their user-friendly website, BayouOverheadDoors.com. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream, live to drive. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the show. Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. High school football season gets ready to kick off in the LHSA ranks. It's already underway in the MAIS. Joining us on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline from Prairie View, Bo Barton, old friend of the program. Bo, how you doing this morning, Buck? Good morning, Aaron. Doing great, brother. Got a lot of different things to discuss with you besides your team. Uh, we had some big news over the weekend. We knew one of your sons, of course, Justin, was already heading to ULM to, to be a pitcher on that staff. And then the news comes down that Jacob would be joining him from Mississippi State. How cool is this? Two sons will be playing for ULM this year. You know, uh, Aaron, it's awesome. You know, being a ULM graduate, I'm obviously proud that both boys are here. I think one time last year I was on a road 17 or 18 weekends in a row so it's 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 gonna be great to be able to just travel five to six minutes and watch them play jacob of course was at mississippi state had some uh, arm issues last year health-wise how's he doing well he he looks great i mean he, he's worked out hard and hasn't stopped that that part of his game and uh i know he's been doing some uh, long tossing and that kind of stuff so you know uh you never know till you get out there but I expect him to be uh, be about where he was before he got injured. Which is pretty darn good. What kind of advice did you give either Jacob or Justin? When Justin was leaving LSU Eunice, of course, after winning a national championship and Jacob coming from Mississippi State, what advice did you give him in trying to find the right program? Well, you know, that's something that uh, that I put on, this, on them their whole lives. You know, it's, it's their decision. It's, they got to figure it out. Um you know, I think they both uh, investigated Coach Federico and his staff. I, I know Coach Collins had recruited Jacob uh, before he went to Mississippi State. I think there was a relationship there already. 
you know, and I think they both heard a whole lot of good things, as I have, and I'm sure a whole lot of other people have about Coach Federico. And you know what? It's it, it's about that a whole lot. It's about playing for a good person and a good man. And uh, I think they're excited about the person that he is and the job that he's going to do. So, you know, uh, that, that's about it. Just be sure you're with somebody you're going to enjoy playing for. Of course, now having them back in the area, and I know they're helping you out a little bit out there at Prairie View on the football field. What's that been like this fall? Oh, man, that is so exciting. You know, uh, both of them have decided, you know, or had decided a long while back that they wanted to be coaches. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they're they in a point in their life where they can do it part-time. And I get them about uh, twice a week during the week and then uh, Fridays and Sundays. And, uh, you know, trying to uh, make sure they understand that it's more to coaching than just uh, drawing X's and O's and looking pretty on Friday night. That, you know, between the clothes washing and the lawn mowing and the field painting and all the things that you got to do, I'm trying to give them a little bit of that so that when they do, uh, you know, graduate and start on their, uh, you know, next endeavor, that they'll be a good coach for somebody. Coaches in their blood. You couldn't discourage them, Bo? Hey, go make some money, do something else? <laughs> you know, there's a lot more things uh, to this world than money. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think they both have it in their blood, like you said. I, I, I've watched them some on Friday night. I watched them during the week coaching. Uh, they really enjoy it, and the kids respond to them. So, uh, you know, I, the only thing I've asked them in their whole life is to be better than your dad was at everything that you do that's similar to me. And, uh, and I think they're both going to be great at it. Well, they were, of course, on the sidelines uh, Friday night. Your guys' season is off to a great start. What is it like, uh, second year up there at Prairie View? Well, great people, uh, great kids. You know, the kids here are, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, uh, a thought process when you, when you take a job like that. And, and uh, these young men here are, are, you know, country kids that, that, that work hard and, they like to hunt and fish, and, you know, they, they're they just hard-working boys. And uh, I enjoy being with them, enjoy being around them, and, uh, you know, enjoy their families and their parents. And uh, that's the one thing I'll say about the private school. It's small enough to where everyone knows everyone, and it's more aligned with the family than it is when you have any, anywhere from 60 to 110 kids on your team. Nature of private schools, you lose some, you pick some up. I know you guys have had a, kind of a change this fall. Yeah, you know, every every private school around right now is, is uh, you know, with the economy, with the uh, induction of, uh, of uh, charter schools where people can send their kids to school for free and almost have a private school environment, uh, those kind of things have affected, uh, you know, private schools. The main thing that affected us was scheduling. Uh, we are now playing eight-man football, and, and there's uh, 24 two or 23 teams playing eight-man football next year they say over 30 will be playing uh and you know had we not changed our schedule would have been we would have had three louisiana schools playing and uh once we got past those guys we don't know we may have been driving three and four and five hours to play games so it was uh it was a strategic plan by our school board and our principal it was not one that i was like just jumping up and down to do but now that we've done it it looks like they were all very smart and very intelligent on the decision they made because, you know, uh, our scheduling, we probably would have had three to four open dates. And uh, they made a good decision. And you know what? We're going to coach it just like we do everything else. We're going to coach it hard and coach it right and try to win. Coach, when you do get a parent and then, of course, a player or two come and tell you that they're leaving, it's got to be a kick in the gut because you know you have very few players to start with. Well, it's not for me. Uh, you know, my thing is uh, we had a couple leave this year, go to a different school. Uh, you know, my thing is, is this. Uh, I want the best for kids. I want the best for their families. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been in those situations where, where kids have left schools and came to me. And I've been in situations where uh, now where kids have left me and went to other schools. And the relationship that you develop with the young man uh, will follow you, you know, till you till you're gone from this earth. So that that's what's important to me. I told both of them, look, uh, go get it, get after it. If this is what you and your family wants to do, uh, my hats off to you. I'll be rooting for you. 
and that's the truth. I mean, I, I want them to do well, and I want them to be happy, and, and, and that goes with any kid that comes or goes with me. Bo Barton joins us on the Darren Moody State Farm Hotline. Bo, what's been the biggest difference for you coaching now eight-man football? Oh, the numbers. Uh, you know, it, for you to do this, you, you, to see it and be part of it, you have to realize uh, not taking anything away from the 11-man game, but but the eight-man game is, is so much space with fewer people. And your kids have to be uh, more disciplined, and cover a whole lot more area with fewer people. And uh, that's the hard part defensively. Now, offensively, I love it. I mean, it's, it's easy. Uh, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's a coach's dream in offense. You're looking for one-on-one everywhere, and we get it everywhere. So, uh, you know, you don't have that extra defender to fool with. But probably the spacing and uh, in the game and, uh, you know, the fact that these kids, if you make one mistake, uh, it, it can wind up as, as a touchdown because you have no no help behind you a lot of times. Well, we've just discussed this before, of course, the number of years that you spent in the LHSA, now in the MAIS. What has been the biggest difference for you? The camaraderie. Uh, you know, um, in the LHSAA, uh, some of my best friends were, were uh, private school guys. Some, I had some really good public school guys that were friends uh, in the MAIS. Uh, you know, once you get out of Louisiana, uh, I'm slowly but surely making friends with uh, with other coaches. But you know, it was it was something about being a part of North Louisiana and uh, football, and, and getting to know people and coaches and and uh, sharing information and laughing and talking and you know. So that's that's probably the thing I miss the most and. Uh, and the competition, you know, uh, on Friday nights, uh, our season's two seasons ahead. I mean, two uh, weeks ahead of LHSAA. And, you know, to, to go watch the Washita and uh, Neville and West Monroe and Ruston play and, and a lot of the other schools around, you know, I really enjoy that and, and the, the atmosphere. But, uh, you know, overall, it, it, it's football and it's kids and it's parents and it's administrators and it's, it's all the same. It's just at a little bit smaller level. Yeah, and I was just thinking of you this week. Uh, Bayou Jam Pressers actually tomorrow. You were in it numerous times. In fact, you brought the house down one year getting up there and uh, singing. <laughs> yeah, I did. Patty uh, Thurman reminded me of that a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, look, I miss that Bayou Jam, and I'm so glad it's back, and I'm so glad the people that support it financially and do all the things behind the scenes to get it there. Have, uh, have put it back where it needs to be. And, and it's an awesome avenue for North Louisiana to go see a lot of football and a lot of good football. So I'm, I'm excited it's back, and I'll be there. We play Friday night, so I will be there Saturday and, and get to see some good friends and some good people and some good football. And Heck, I remember one year, uh, West Monroe's having people tough times getting anybody to play them in the jam, and you said, uh, we'll play you. And, of course, that was the year that West Monroe was just loaded up front. Right. Well, you know, that, that kind of went down funny. I mean, uh, Coach Childs was playing, I think he was playing Coach McCarty uh, the second or third week, and then uh, nobody else would play him. And Don just got up and said, I tell you what, I'll just leave. Uh, we'll, we'll play somewhere else. No, nobody wants to play. And I said, wait, 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 wait. No, we'll play. We're not going to shut the Bayou Jam down because nobody will play West Monroe. It's only two quarters, and we can stand it. And, uh and Don put his arm around me after all that and said, Bo, I'll take care of you. And then he beat me as bad as he could. <laughs> <laughs> I love him, Bo. <laughs> oh, Lord. Some great stuff, Bo. Hey, man, uh, congratulations on the success you're having up there at Prairie View. And, of course, with the two sons now heading to ULM, this is going to be fun. We'll see you around quite a bit uh, coming up in the spring. Thank you, Aaron. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. You betcha. Bo Barton, Prairie View's head coach. Hogan says, morning, Aaron, Jake. I'm just now in the area to hear the show. Do you all know what happened with Urban Meyer? It sounded like you said 19 days. Yeah, we did say 19 days because this investigation has gone on longer than Ohio State planned. Mm. And they uh, they said they'd have some kind of ruling down in the span of 14 days. That came out a couple days afterwards, and they put yeah. together this little committee. But they have still uh, gone past that deadline that they set for themselves. Yeah. Oh, Gary, I can't believe no coverage of the Little League World Series. You'd rather cover the Astros. 
It's not us. It's the listeners. Did you watch a little league, little league World Series? No, I saw. Was it little AJ said I I hit dingers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. The, yeah. That's the only thing I've seen from that. We'll work on that, Gary. Did you watch any of it? I did not. Okay, not surprised. 888-993-7762. The Morning Drive rolls along after this. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whenever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Attention everyone, it's time to say big on 2018 Polaris ATVs, Rangers and Razors during the factory authorized clearance event at Polaris of Ruston. Louisiana residents ask us about no local sales tax on Polaris off-road vehicles. Come in for details while selections are good. Polaris of Ruston, 1716 Celebrity Drive, North Louisiana's premier Polaris dealer on Facebook and check them out on the web at PolarisOfRuston.com. Off-road vehicles can be hazardous to operate and are not intended for on-road use. Solaris adult models for riders 16 and older. Always wear a helmet and be sure to take a safety training course. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. All right, so it's that time of the show on a daily basis where Jake defends Ed Orgeron. Ready, set, go. Not at all. I'm I'm defending the fact that people overreact to statistics. But first, let's go through what happened. I, I feel like it, we need to repeat this because it was a big story that broke over the weekend. Some LSU turbulence, uh, allegedly. Turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, Drake Davis punching his girlfriend ripping an earring from her ear and sending a text message that read, I might kill you. Uh, of course, after that, Davis attorney Marcy Blaze said that her client's accuser provided a statement retracting the allegation saying, I have been contacted, retracting the allegations. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been contacted by the victim, and she has provided me a statement that the allegations are, in fact, false. So, he could stay on the team after that statement, Aaron. But that said, if anything close to what ha- what was said happened, happened, he needs to go. Now then, if you're keeping track, that means within the span of a week or so, you've had the Drake Davis situation happen. You've had Tyler Taylor being suspended for uh, being the getaway driver <laughs> in, a, in a robbery. Uh, Ed Ingram missing due to something that's recently been deemed as a legal issue. Um, and you've had the two quarterbacks transfer. <laughs> so it's been a good week for LSU. There have been some wacky uh, summers for LSU, but this might be the wackiest. Well, and the thing was, what's weird about it is the whole talk the whole summer is like, oh, it's been great. It's yeah. been so quiet. Yeah. And, and like, compliment Ed Orgeron on that. Like, wow, he's really got, you know, everything in line. No trouble. This is This is looking good for LSU. And then. Right before the season starts, everything comes out. Everything goes south. So Greg Davis uh, last year, he I know he had a number of uh, receptions. Uh, I mean, it was, but I mean, he was coming out of high school. He was supposed he was to a be, big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal coming out of IMG. But so far, I thought Stephen Sullivan was the better of the two. And now 
you look at guys like Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall, they figure to be better than Steven Sullivan. So Drake Davis, if you're, if you're looking at this as far as impacting LSU's football team, I don't think it's going to impact LSU that much. But you need to make a statement here if, if you know, on domestic, especially with everything that's happened with, with Urban Meyer, domestic violence, if any of this is true. Of course, you have to wait and see how this plays out. But if any of this turns out to be true, you got to get rid of him. Yeah. Larry says, uh, I have to say, uh, do we miss Les Miles now? Wasn't oh. even a question mark. It was an exclamation point. <laughs> Literally, there was uh, seven exclamation points. I don't want to get down – into all that again, that's going to take the whole show uh, about less. But um, anyway, let's stay on track. Because all right, let's there get was scrimmage, scrimmage stats. Scrimmage stats. Yeah. Do you have them in front of you? I do not. Well, I, I think I can remember off the top of my head. I think huh. Burrow was like 10 of 24, and Brennan was like 5 of 19, something like that. I'm in the ballpark. So people see that, and they freak out and go, oh, no, we don't have a quarterback. And, of course, this comes after – the two quarterbacks have transferred, and they before saying, "Well, neither guy are impressive." And then it Orgeron says that, "Well, we had a lot of drops. Uh, also, Jonathan Giles didn't play. Uh, you know, Justin Jefferson was limited. Plus, you had the fact that this this is a situational. This is a situational scrimmage, so you can't just take stats away from it. Like <laughs> people were doing average rush per per carry. Somebody sat down." looked up all the plays, added up all the numbers, and tried to get an average rush per carry in the first scrimmage, and we're freaking out because it was well below LSU's average. You can't do these types of things in a closed scrimmage, okay? That's first of all. Second of all, my buddy Scott with Dandy Don, he was asking, you know, around campus, he talked with someone who actually witnessed the scrimmage, and they talked good about the scrimmage. They said, Nose tackles, Ed Alexander and Tyler Shelvin were, quote-unquote, beasts in the middle. Not surprised by that. Linebackers Jacob Phillips and Devin White were killing people out there, quote-unquote. And Clavon Chason looked really good. And Kelvin Joseph was a stud at cornerback, which that, if you're, you know, concerns are with the cornerback position, who's going to be able to step in and, and play opposite of Greedy. Kelvin Joseph is making that switch from safety to cornerback look really easy so far in preseason camp. So I think you, you got to take some positives away from that. And as far as the quarterbacks go, Scott said that Joe Burrow put the ball right on the money but had a ton of drops. So, again, stop looking at these scrimmage stats and overreacting, people. It's fine. Wait until you see them against Miami. I think if you if you want to be concerned about something, be concerned about the offensive line because they haven't looked very strong early on, as they shouldn't. They're trying to, to fill holes, and, of course, they're doing that without Ed Ingram, arguably their best offensive lineman. Uh, so you're going up against a team in Miami who was, I believe they were top five in sacks last year, really good team at, at bringing pressure. So if you want to be concerned about something, be concerned about that. Justin McMillan, has he decided where he's going yet? I haven't seen. I haven't either. Uh, but Lowell Narcisse decided pretty quickly. Yeah. So – you know, he decided like a day or two after. Yeah. I think uh, it typically takes a little bit longer than what, what he did. Yeah. That said, the season's approaching pretty fast. Uh, you want to hear from Ed Orgeron? Sure. Here's a little bit from uh, Ed O following the scrimmage on Saturday. All right. Um, our last scrimmage, we've had a very successful camp. The guys came to camp with a great attitude, great mindset. And throughout the camp, uh, we've identified some leaders on our football team. We had a leadership committee meeting on Wednesday night. The players had a player-only meeting on Wednesday night. Uh, guys got together, made some decisions about some things that we want, what we want to be about as a football team. And uh, I'm very proud of our football team. I'm proud of our coaching staff, of the job that they did in camp. Obviously, it's time to hit somebody else. On Monday, uh, we're going to correct some things that we can correct from the scrimmage, and we're going to move on to Miami and have two weeks to prepare for the University of Miami. Player stats today, passing, Miles Brennan was 5 of 19, uh, 47 yards, one interception. Joe was 10 of 24, uh, 120 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Rushing, Chris Curry had eight carries for 35 yards. He showed some things today. He broke some tackles. Uh, he was healthy, ready to go. Nick Brosette had six carries, 16 yards. Uh, Leonard Fournette carried the ball 5 for 13 today. Receiving, our leading receiver was Terrence Marshall. 
He had three receptions for 44 yards, one touchdown. Foster Morrow caught two balls, and then the rest of the guys were only one down the road. But defense, we had a, a very dominant day again on defense today. DeMond Clark, the freshman from Southern Lab, had an excellent day today. Had five tackles, tackle for a loss and a sack. Jacob Phillips had five tackles. Tyler Shelvin had his best scrimmage. He had four tackles, a tackle for a loss. Michael Divinity had his best scrimmage. We had some guys that are first or second team guys that are rotate guys on defense that did very well. Okay, a cold tracing was one or two on his field goals. Overall, I thought we had a very good day. We practiced most situations that we could. All of the um, situations on uh, special teams we practiced, except our punt return team, will be uh, scrimmaging that next week. Oh, I think I could listen to Ed Orgeron read stats all day long. That was well done. Yeah. And what's even sadder, though, is the fact that Jake almost nailed the statistics from the stat from the top of his head. I can remember numbers pretty well. Yeah. I'm a numbers guy. I don't remember Miles Brennan 5 of 19. Ooh. <laughs> um, by the way, I wish this could be like Mystery Science Theater 3000, where we're just listening to Ed Orgeron and we can get your comments during the whole time. The whole yeah. segment. AJ pointed out too, and I wanted uh, Leonard Fournette. They wished Leonard Fournette was still on that team. <laughs> Leonard. <laughs> yeah. He misspoke. <laughs> if Leonard Fournette was back there, I think a lot of people would be. If Leonard only had, what, 18 yards rushing on, what, five, six carries, that wouldn't be very good. No. For Leonard, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal, man. Yeah, we need more scrimmage stats from Coach Evans. We do, yeah. we do. Like he'd be on the sidelines just, you know, taking <laughs> taking no, oh, he gained three and a half yards there. Yeah. <laughs> Using his toes to count things up. Oh, brother. <laughs> hey, yeah. we got more. I got, we got to play one more. I got one more uh, quote from Orgeron. More stats? I, I don't think it'll be more stats. Maybe he's asked about Drake Davis. I want to hear him mumble and bumble about that. Here's that Coach Evans. Um, before Friday, did any You know, Drake Davis is a legal matter, and I won't make any of the comments on that. Um, I noticed you guys have said he's suspended indefinitely. Remain on the team? Excuse me? Uh, Drake Davis is suspended indefinitely. Uh, Drake Davis is a legal matter, and I won't make any other comments. Do you take into consideration suspensions and quarterback transfers at any point? Is there maybe just a distraction inside the locker room that you have to address? I think the leadership on this team has been fantastic. We'll block out the noise. There will be stuff during the season that we're going to have to handle. I think the maturity of this football team has shown that we block out the noise. If we move on, we take the next step. We'll deal with the matter at hand, and we move on. What did you see from the quarterbacks today? I thought uh, they threw the ball well. You know, they, they made some good decisions in two minutes. Uh, there was a lot of drop passes. I thought a lot of the uh, passes were on the money. Oh, they were a lot better than they. Have there been any updates with any situation? You know, again, you know that, that's a legal matter, and uh, I'm not going to make any comment on. Is the offensive line better? Same? Yeah, I thought I thought the protection was a lot better today. There weren't as many sacks. I wasn't calling sacks. The only way you could get a sack today is if you came free. Uh, there would be a couple. Of, obviously, we couldn't get our quarterback live. I told the rushers to buzz off. They couldn't even get close to the quarterback. So, you know, there could have been a lot more sacks today, a lot less sacks. You don't know in a live situation, but there's a lot less sacks than there were the first scrimmage, a lot less penalties than there were on the offensive line, and a lot less holding. I thought they made some improvement today. Are you close to naming starter for the quarterbacks and Not yet. Not yet. We'll talk about it as a staff. I think there are some things that we need to see this week, and uh, we'll make that decision. The two quarterbacks, obviously, the percentage wasn't good. So, I mean, you said you thought they threw the ball well. So, where was the. There was a lot of drop passes today. I mean, uh, there was an unusual amount of drop passes, so we need to get better at that. I thought the, they threw a lot of good passes. Uh, we had a lot of young guys out there. We didn't catch the ball well. We need to make some improvement on that next week. Ed Orgeron, he's up there sweating. He's talking about Drake Davis. He's like, oh, let's talk about the quarterbacks. Uh-huh, after that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you throw me a softball. I'd hey, rather talk quarterbacks than Drake ask Davis. Ask me about the transfers again. <laughs> Richie nailed it here. He said, the defense dominating a new-look offense isn't worrisome. The new-look offense dominating your loaded defense is what you don't want to see. Agree 100%.
7 o'clock hour in the books. You can join us on the Darren Moody State Room hotline slash text line. 888-993-7762. The morning drive returns after this with the 8 o'clock hour. The voice of the Warhawks, Nick White, will join us at 8.30. Coming up next, we make a trip down to Faraday. Speaking of the LSU Tigers, they have uh, two freshmen on the squad in uh, Dantra Scott and Dare Rosenthal from Faraday. And, of course, the Trojans looking forward to another big year as they will be participating in the Eddie Robinson Classic. Stanley Smith after the break. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.